I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know I enjoyed the time off, even as I brought you some uh, pre-recorded interviews, some good ones, actually. So uh, it was good to keep keep it going. Uh, and now, you know, we're rolling, heading towards December, uh, and we've got just a lot of great people lined up. Today is very interesting. You know, December 7th is Pearl Harbor Day, and there is a story that really hasn't been told Uh, that is told in a a book that is available right now. The book is called, there it is, Wounded Tiger, and the author is T. Martin Bennett, and Martin joins us today. And, you know, uh, with a story like this, um, we'll we'll give you a little bit of the backdrop, but we're we're not going to tell you the whole thing because you really have to read the book uh, and possibly a film at some point in the future, and we'll we'll get into that too. But it's it's interesting interesting bit of history uh, that you probably haven't heard. Oftentimes you don't hear the full historical story when God's involved, when Jesus is at at the center of it at some point. Uh, I don't know if that's held it back. I don't know, but we're telling it today. Uh, And Martin joins me. Great to have you guys here. Chat is open if you're watching us live. Martin, welcome to Life Today Live. Randy, it's really great to be here with you. So give us a little bit uh, of, a, of a backdrop, and then we'll kind of talk about some other things. But, um, what, you know, wound, Wounded Tiger, uh, what, where does that even come from? Well, first of all, the title is Wounded Tiger. It's the true story of the pilot who led the attack in Pearl Harbor, whose life was changed by an American prisoner and by a girl he never met. If it were fiction, it wouldn't work because it's just too crazy and far out, but it is a true story. So the title Wounded Tiger is a reference to the word Torah. Most people have probably heard of a World War II movie about the Pearl Harbor attack referred to as Torah, Torah, Torah. It was done back in the 1960s, late 60s. And Torah was the code signal that Fuchida, the lead pilot in this attack, sent back to the fleet when he had, if they had achieved, uh, complete surprise, which they did. They were not detected all the way up to Pearl Harbor, which they did not expect. So that code word back to the fleet was Torah, 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 which is tiger, tiger, tiger. That's what it means in English. Hmm. And Fuchida was born in the year of of the tiger. And so the wounded tiger represents Fuchida as a person, Japan as a nation. A tiger is a a gorgeous creature. If you've seen them in the zoo, they're powerful. Um, they're, They're just, they're a stunning creature. But a wounded tiger is a creature that cannot reach its potential. And so although he wanted to see his nation uh, achieve greatness through war, and he was selfishly ambition for his own career, it all came crashing down in a catastrophically terrible defeat uh, for him and his nation, which really left him a completely broken man. Mm. But then that's when the, the story starts to change and it starts to swing up. So ultimately, a, a wounded tiger is, is, is a person who cannot achieve their goals, and a triumphant tiger is a person who can. And we see that happen when God's given the opportunity to come in and do what he does. So uh, the story of Wounded Tiger about this man who led the attack and about several other key characters 
is a is a, is a tragedy it's a terrible awful story of death and suffering but then it transitions into triumph through these circumstances that seem impossible so i want people who read the book to understand uh, they that all of us are wounded tigers we all have potential for power and beauty and greatness but we can't do that on our own we're all wounded by our own bad choices by things that have happened to us that are outside our control but god always has a pathway for victory and it's amazing to watch it play out in the life of Mitsu Fuchida in this story. How, how did you even get involved in this? What, did you read us something in Reader's Digest years ago or what? <laughs> or how, how did this even come about? Well, you know, I, since I was in grade school, I've always loved true stories. I remember mm. the teacher asking, you got to read books in this class. I didn't want to read any books. Most of the guys didn't. All the girls were all yippee. They're going to read, I don't know, Pride and Prejudice, whatever. <laughs> so I went down to the library and I found biographies. And I thought, oh, wow, yeah. Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, mm -hmm. Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. You know, I just want to read all these true stories. And it was part of, you know, the scripture says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. And part of my gifts had to do with storytelling, true storytelling. So uh, fast forward, I did come across the story of John Newton, who wrote the song Amazing Grace, which mm -hmm. is the most recorded song in the world. And I spent years studying his life and wrote a feature-length screenplay for which I'm extremely committed to completing. <laughs> I met with a producer a couple of months ago, and we are definitely going to do it. But I stumbled across, but that was decades ago, I came across um, this life of Fuchida some years back. Uh, I had a used book from a defunct publisher. I had very low expectations, but as I started to go through this book, I realized wow, this is one unbelievable story. And I really felt the Lord lead me to just research the thing and get it done as a film. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I spent three years on research, got it, uh, the screenplay done. But uh, as I mentioned to you before the show, I had I had offers to do this film. It's a $125 million picture. And uh, all four offers I turned down because they wanted full creative control. They were secular offers. And then, you know, things would go haywire. Jesus turns to higher power. You know, they put in a sex scene and people say, Martin, what did you do? I was like, yeah. oh, I cannot do that. So. I then took the screenplay novelized to book form, released it self-published a couple of times, but now we have an investor and we're doing it big time and it's everywhere right now. That is on Amazon and our website, woundedtiger.com. But that's how I got into it. I love true stories. And this is, I mean, I've had people say it was the best story they'd ever read in their life. I've had dozens tell me that. So this is truly an amazing story, but it's a positive redemptive story as well. What, what, is, what is it on your hat? What is that? There's some Japanese. Oh, well, that says, uh, that says Samurai. Ah. And uh, it actually has a the part of their emblem is, is the sword is in there. Huh. Uh, so a samurai uh, lived by the Bushido Code. And it's very similar to Christian principles. You could not serve your Lord or Master until and unless you had given up your life as not your own any longer. It belongs to your Master. You live and die for Him and Him alone. And it involves loyalty and honesty and a lot of principles that are really godly principles and i see that just buried in the culture of japan they're just not aware of it uh, but i believe the gospel will bring some of those things to life you so you've been how many times you've been in japan i've been to japan three times um and, but i've been there on business and for this i met with uh, a historian who worked at a well he is a, a staff member at the their naval college the equivalent of Annapolis. It's the Edajima Naval Academy. And this guy wrote a book about what led up to the war. And I had a lot of questions. So I met with him for a full day in Japan and Tokyo <laughs> and uh, asked him 
just dozens of questions. We went to three different museums and it was very eye-opening because finally when I started to piece this together, Randy, I realized, okay, now I understand what happened and why. Now I have to figure out how we can distill this into bite-sized pieces that people can understand because mm -hmm. it is complex. But there's a story of, of Wounded Tiger. It doesn't just involve Fuchida. It also involves an American named Jake DeShazer. He joined the Army, the U.S. Army Air Corps, and volunteered for the first attack against the Japanese after the Pearl Harbor attack. This is called the Doolittle Raid. Wow. The raid went pretty well, but their plane ran out of fuel. He bailed out, got captured by the Japanese, was in solitary confinement, torture, saw his buddies get shot, killed, all kinds of terrible things. And in that hellhole, that's where he said, I don't want to live in this kind of a hatred. I have to find a better way. He remembered his mom. And then you see what happens in his life. And ultimately, uh, his story crosses with Fuchida's. And then there's a third plot line, the Covells. These are, were highly educated teachers out of Chicago. They went to Japan as missionaries and teachers. They, their kids were born and raised there. But when the Japanese were ramping up for war, they realized it was not a safe place for Americans. They fled to the Philippines sent their kids to the United States, and ultimately their daughter, Peggy Covell, had a just a monumental impact on Fuchida's life when he heard her story, and that really sent him on a different trajectory. So without giving things away, those are the three main plot lines, but the fulcrum of the story was a young lady named Peggy Covell. Okay. I'm very, very curious now, but I'm... I'm also wondering, you know, we are so far removed from, you know, World War II, uh, the difficulties that, that people went through, the commitment that, that a lot of Christians had to be missionaries in, in places around the world. Um, what do you, is there, is there any sort of cultural statement that, that you see when you look at this story or when you, you know, tell the story in the book or eventually? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, the nature of mankind has not changed, and wars have been going on since the dawn of human history, mm. and there's wars in the headlines today. But what you don't see in the headlines today is, what's the solution? You don't see the solution. You see bigger guns, you see treaties, you see deals made, but you don't see a, a transformation where people go from hating mm -hmm. another country wanting to kill people mm -hmm. to loving other people and wanting to help people. And that's what you see in the life of Fuchida, you see it in the life of Jake DeShazer. Both these guys were just filled with hatred. And in DeShazer's own words, in prison, he said that he was crazy with hatred. He just wanted to kill Japanese people. Mm -hmm. So how does how do these two people go from hating their, the other nation, hating the other people, and going to a place where you love the people so much you just want to stay with them and be with them? Because that's what happened. Jake DeShazer ended up in Japan living there after the war, and Mitsuo Fuchida ended up in the United States after the war, sharing his story. So in this world, there seems to be no answers, but yet the answers are all around us. And in the story of Wounded Tiger, it's not a lesson, it's not somebody explaining something, it's a demonstration walking through from a person filled with selfish ambition and hatred to a person who is humble, loving his neighbor. How does that happen? And when you see that fleshed out in front of your eyes, especially with death and suffering and just horrific situations where there seems to be no possible way that this could end up good. 
it does end up good and you think, golly, I just cannot believe that could even happen. So I, my, my hope is that the story of Wounded Tiger would be a catalyst to encourage people that no matter how bad your situation is, no matter how hard it is, no matter what things have happened to you that are outside your control, God has a pathway that's amazingly good. And it doesn't require much other than saying, Lord, show me the way you lead, I'll follow. That's what you'll see in Wounded Tiger. And that's what I hope people will take away from the story as far as world news and culture is concerned, but all the way right down to your daily life, it applies. Yeah, well, we could we could use some of that. <laughs> you know, you look at the situation over in the Middle East, uh, Israel and the people that want to wipe Israel off the map, and you think, you know, there's, there's no compromise solution. Uh, and, and my answer is, man, you know, Jews need Jesus. Uh, Palestinians or Arabs need Jesus as well. And to me, you don't, you don't, you don't, well, as they say, you don't know peace until you know the Prince of Peace, right? Uh, I just, the, the, this story, I don't know, needs to be told. It needs to be heard. Is, do you, do you have any idea why nobody's heard about this, you know, this guy or what happened in his life? Well, I don't really know why, but I will say it is, I mean, I've had people tell me it's the greatest World War II story they've ever read. This is a really amazing, undiscovered, true story. I did write the screenplay first. I'm a thousand percent committed to doing the film, but um, the producer of Hacksaw Ridge contacted me and said, what's going on with the movie? I explained to him what I shared with you. He said, Martin, forget about doing the movie. Get that book to the top of the charts. Get visibility for that project. Mm -hmm. That's when the film investors will come to you, and that's when the film will get done. So we, uh, the Lord sent us an investor, and that's what we're trying to do is let people know about this story. But I've got so many funny stories about people reading this thing. <laughs> I've, had, I've, had, I've had a guy tell me, he said, Martin, I was up at 2 a.m., trying to go to sleep, my wife kept elbowing me, <laughs> reading your book, saying, oh my goodness, you're not going to believe, oh, no, unbelievable, I don't believe this, this is un incredible. I've heard that many times, even though it's a 600-page book, I've had many people tell me they read it in a single sitting, just front to back, they said they just could not stop reading it. One guy told me he read it seven times front to back, and he said, I'm buying the first ticket to the movie. I cannot wait to see this as a film. So it is an interesting story, but it's a useful story. And that's what, what's fun for me. So when you talk about, hey, the solution is Jesus Christ, I agree with you. However, getting from, hey, I don't care at all to Jesus Christ, that's kind of a big gap. Yeah. It's a big gap. Mm -hmm. And with, with Fuchida, what's really interesting was he was not seeking God, not seeking Christianity, not seeking faith, not seeking redemption. He was only seeking one thing, truth. And his question was, why would someone love their enemies? I don't understand that. We kill our enemies. We destroy our enemies. Why would you love your enemies? And that drove him to find out. And, he, and well, they read the Bible. I'll read the Bible, too. He wasn't looking for God. He was just looking for the truth. He also had some questions, some personal questions. And, as he, and I remember reading his story. And he talked about what this personal question was. And I thought, that's an impossible question. The people who can answer that are dead. They can't answer that question. That's impossible. But I'm thinking, why is that in this story? And later, when he's reading the scriptures, pow, there it is, the answer. And when I read that, mm. I thought, wow, you know what? <laughs> That's exactly right. And so these kinds of things do happen in the story. I love it. I love it. All right. The, we're talking about Wounded Tiger. This is the website, woundedtiger.com. If you go there, you'll, you'll see the book, and you can click on uh, the Amazon link. 
I'm, yeah, you can also read the first chapters free. So I'm the author. You know, you, how can you trust the author telling about his own book? Uh, but you can read the book yourself, uh, at least the first few chapters uh, for free. There's also reviews there from, um, you know, well-known people. And there are, are, I've gotten, I mean, this is the third edition. So from the first two editions, we've got over a thousand reviews with a higher five-star rating than John Grisham's best, best-selling book, The Firm. So <laughs> people have loved this book. And what's another thing really interesting, Randy, is that I've given this book to people who are not religious one speck, and they'll read it front to back, say, man, yeah. this is just yeah. one incredible story. It opens doors. It just opens doors to the possibility, hey, maybe God does care. Maybe he does help people. What's wrong with that? What's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah, no, and I actually, I was going to point that out. I love World War II stories. Uh, and I, I, you know, it's I, most of mine has been in the European theater. Uh, I don't know as much about the the Asian, the Pacific theater. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is this is very interesting and a great gift for someone in your family if you're watching who does like the World War II kind of stuff. I mean, because this it's it's not just history. Uh, it's. It's it's a, an impact, spiritual impact. Well, you know all the things. Yeah, it's, it's a story. It's a transformation story. Yeah, and, and it's, I've asked people what they liked about the book. A number of people said it was just all the supernatural things that happened. So I was not expecting this to be a supernatural story. I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, what happened? But this guy Jake DeShazer, he was not a believer when he went on this raid, mm. and they were running out of fuel. And it looked like they were going to end up in the hands of the Japanese, who would certainly be livid about this attack. He's in this plane in the middle of the night over over China. It's occupied China. It's raining. It's pitch black, and there's a a, a hole, you know, a doorway that uh, that opens that in the bottom of the plane for them to jump out and parachute out into the into occupied China in, and into the hands of the Japanese. And Jake was thinking, you know what? I live my life this way. I guess this is how I'm going to die. He jumps out of the plane into the total black darkness. At the same instant across the Pacific Ocean, his mom wakes up, nudges her husband, says, hey, I, I feel like I'm falling through the air. I feel like I'm falling down, down, down. I got to pray for Jake. Mm. And I read this story, and it was in a, a, a pamphlet called I Am the Praying Mother of Jake DeShazer. Mm. I read it many times. I then I took it to Google Earth. I put in the date, the time, the location. Is this possible? Would it be nighttime? in china at the same time it was nighttime in you know up in oregon is that possible and i checked it three times randy because i did not want to put something in a book that somebody says martin that's not even possible yeah. it's impossible uh, and you put it in your book didn't you check it out i thought well i'd better check this thing out but i kept thinking i kept thinking how could this even be but it it absolutely did happen for sure and there's other things that happen that are like that that you just kind of start scratching your head there's a millions to one odds that this would happen but it did happen what is it about a five six hour time difference from Oregon to interior of China? I don't know. It's across the Pacific. It's also across the Dateline. That's where the oh. Japanese refer to the attack as taking place on December eighth. They huh. were coming from that side. We call it December seventh. Uh, but I tell you another interesting thing in this story that I was unprepared for. Uh, when the war was over, the Japanese surrendering on the deck of USS Missouri in in the bay outside Tokyo. Uh, General Douglas MacArthur, the Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, gives a speech. 
I had not heard this speech before, so I figured I'll just read the speech, summarize it, put it in the, in the screenplay, move on to the next thing. That's what I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> it was very naive and kind of short-sighted to think that because it's probably the most important speech he had ever made or ever will make. Hmm. So I go through the speech and I'm thinking, golly, this is just an amazing speech. It was very insightful. And then it comes to a part that I thought, if I was a screenwriter, this is what I would have written, hmm. but I didn't write it. And what he says is, we have come to our last opportunity. If we don't find a way to a pathway to peace, Armageddon is at the door. We will not survive it. He says this is a spiritual problem and requires a spiritual solution. I'm thinking, golly, unbelievable. So I thought, God, this guy is right on the money and totally in, in harmony with what I felt was the theme of this whole book. I, there's you how much research did you do because I mean, you're no, stumbling way, across surprises like that I, that's pretty I, cool i did i read thousands of pages of, of information and in fact in in this this new edition that's come out people said martin you got to put that in there because one of the things <laughs> is this is a true story a lot of times you know movies are based on a true story inspired by true events what does that mean right. terminated by james cameron said he had a dream about robots fighting each other i'm thinking well then you can put inspired by true events on Terminator. It just doesn't mean anything. So I wanted people to know, hey, I am not using artistic license to put a bunch of dramatic things in this story. I don't do that. I spent a ton of time digging through dirt of information, so to speak, to find those gold nuggets of truth of, oh, wow, that is incredible, unbelievable. That's what I did. So this is a true story. I spent, honestly, thousands of hours on this thing. I've been working on this for 18 years since the day I, I came across it. Jeez. And uh, I turned down these other film offers because I thought, no, 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 no. That's, that's just going to screw the whole thing up. But um, on the website, WoundedTiger.com, there is a movie trailer that we put in there. It's a test trailer. It's called a sizzle reel, just to give yeah. people an idea of yeah. what it looks for, looks like. And for your viewers to know, I was contacted by an attorney about a month ago wanted to put me in touch with a film investor who can fund the film. So we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm certain it's going to be done. And what's interesting is, like I said, people are not religious at all. Read the book and say, you know, that's just a great story. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. Uh, did you, speaking of great stories, did you see the not so great story of the movie Pearl Harbor? I'm sure you saw Pearl Harbor. <laughs> so, I, I watched it for the visual effects. I wanted to see the state of the art of visual effects. And course you know I, I understand the history it was just even the visual effects were goofy they were <laughs> goofy. the guys are in a torpedo bomber now a torpedo bomber is very slow and they got to get rid of that bomb quickly because they'll get shot down so they were the first to go into pearl harbor they bomb the ships they're perpendicular to the ships when they drop their torpedo then they fly off well in the movie of pearl harbor they got them flying back and forth in between the ships. <laughs> this is just this like laughably ridiculous so historians thought it was just ridiculous well, it was, but I was uh, hacksaw ridge was a well-done film that yes. was quite realistic yes. and it was yes. really well done um i do commend the filmmakers for the way they did that and it's also a very moving and redemptive story yeah oh yeah and, I, and I, again i love those but the thing about pearl harbor that irritated me the most was, was i literally heard the i don't remember if it was the screenwriter or the producer or the director one of the three said that they didn't think that the story of pearl harbor was interesting enough so they had to add a love triangle yeah what are you doing well the problem is you know they say truth is stranger than fiction but you have to do some homework and that takes time and it's difficult so the shortcut route gives you the kind of movies we're seeing today that nobody wants to see but if you really roll up your sleeves and take the time to dig down if you're starting with a story that's at least pretty good it only gets better and that's what happened with me over years 
and thousands of pages of research and thousands of emails. And hmm. I mean, I went, I mean, this book has over 300 photos in it, maps, letters, telegraph letters. I mean, all kinds of things. We've got stuff in this book that have never been in print before. Hmm. One thing is something I didn't even know existed, Randy, and that is the actual telegraph message that says Torah, Torah, Torah on it in Japanese. Uh, I, a researcher who works with me found it in a, a museum in Japan and they were very hesitant to let anyone print it. They'd never done that before, to my knowledge. Wow. And they said, well, is this an anti-Japanese book? So what we did is I sent them uh, all kinds of Japanese nationals who read the book and loved it, including a woman named Yoko Narahashi. She was the executive producer of uh, The Last Samurai, starring Tom Cruise and yep. Ken Watanabe. Yep. And her great her grandfather was an advisor to the emperor, and she loved it. In fact, her endorsement is on the back of the book. She just thought it was great. So we got their permission. But all that to say is the book is full of all kinds of details like that. And the net result, Randy, is that I've had people tell me, hey, Martin, when I read this book, I just felt like I was there while these things were happening. It was just so real. And the pictures just made me feel like I was just right in the middle of the whole thing. Love it. Love it. Well, it's got it all. It's Wounded Tiger, a World War II story. So you have the excitement of that, uh, a true story. So you, you have the veracity of that and the power of the gospel to change lives and bring peace. I mean, what more can you ask for? That's in, in so many ways. It's history. But it's what we need today. Uh, thank you, Martin. Anything you want to add before I let you go? Well, on the back of the book, it says, remember the past, live for the future. Mm. So we don't want to dwell on the past because a lot of, you know, it hurts people's feelings sometimes when they think about, I mean, the Japanese, I mean, I've had Japanese nationals read the book, but it's not, it's not dwelling on the past. It's learning from the past and, and the mistakes of the past. But we need to live for the future. And if we're going to have a different future, we have to make different choices. And that's what this this story of Wounded Tiger is all about, making those different choices, giving God the opportunity. Give him an inch, he'll, he'll give you a mile. Love it. Love it. Uh, ben, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your hard work and, and research on this kind of oh, thing. Randy, I, thank you for having me on your show. And I, I love your dad, man. He's an amazing guy. Uh, he, he impacted my life and his, his vigor inspired many. Yeah, well. Uh, thank you for that and I hope that uh, I'd love to see the film made but I love that the book is out and if you want a great gift this is a great gift it's Wounded Tiger available where you get books you can go to woundedtiger.com as well appreciate you guys Judy hope you're doing well everybody else watching live and if you hit us in the replay leave us a comment we'd love to hear from you we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live